Axios publishes an article titled The Great Resignation. It talks about how upwards of 40% of workers are thinking about quitting their jobs. We're going to discuss why we think that is and does some of the financial help since COVID-19 that people are getting, does it have something to do with it? Then we're going to discuss Bill Maher's recent monologue on free tuition and how he is against it. And now some people are saying that he's all of a sudden become a right winger when he's not. And then we're going to delve into an alternate universe in light of the recent Pulitzer Prize winners. And we're going to discuss whom we think should get some Pulitzer Prize awards in journalism and in commentary. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. So three interesting topics today. Um, The last one, I think we should save it for last, and that's the one of the... It's almost like our journalism awards it's just like we need something to juxtapose <laughs> the the bias and agenda based pulitzer prize winning yeah. uh, awards and um just how they operate they they've are essentially the grammys of journalism the academy award of journalism and it's all mainstream and it's all agenda based and it's all biased so yeah. it would be good to kind of have something else and that might not be a bad thing to do going forward and for the website is like kind of go back into the archives and the vaults and look at the things that we've covered and and sort of come up with our own awards because there's great guys that are not going to get the recognition like Crowder, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh now, you know, with the whole AOC thing, like all of these, all of these things. So that might be something that we look into the future but for today we are going to kind of delve into that a little bit and discuss that but i think that's better suited for the end yeah um so out of bill maher's uh attack on free college and (laughs) people wanting to quit their jobs what do you want to cover first we'll do the bill maher we'll do bill maher uh and then we'll do the job thing i think the job one could get pretty interesting i mean i feel like the since we've talked about the whole college thing it'll be a nice touch to talking about that with with the whole bill maher thing and then delving into the workforce and kind of like how culturally that kind of ties in you know yeah so shit i mean bill well, maher is busy yeah and it's and it's badass that we could say that and not have to like be so tribalistic oh he's a lefty fuck dude because on this show if you say some real shit if you make some good points will give you your props, whether you're on the left side or you, whether you're on the right side. And I'm proud of that because a lot of a lot of uh, uh, commentators won't do that. Actually, a lot of leftist commentators won't do that because I feel like the right in general... is definitely more open to yeah, do it. Yeah, and like, I mean, how many times has... 
has Ben Shapiro invited people over, Crowder. Yeah. I mean, Crowder's whole platform has grown due to the fact that he's willing to sit down at a desk and say, hey, listen, this is what I think, change my mind. That's a conversation. Yeah. When I mean, <clears throat> you see guys like Bill Maher, he'll do that. But, I mean, that's just one in how many? You know, and it's like, well, okay, that's that's a respectable thing. And, and like I said, you, you don't have to – we don't have to agree on everything. And I always say that about Bill Maher, and, and it's like you can still make good points and we can still highlight the shit that you said, you know? And it's – I think it's pretty interesting, and it's a testament to our judge of character, how you could even go back in, in these episodes – and look at how we've operated with the show and we've yeah. brought up Bill Maher a few times and in a lot of in a lot of those instances it was in a very respectable way yeah and you see how he operates and that's kind of cool to sh to show that like well for us it's not necessarily if you're left or you're right it's what you believe what you stand for and if whether or not what you're saying is some real shit. Yeah, and if you keep it real. Because, like, we could disagree on things. But if you keep it real, and we still disagree, all right, well, we see where you're coming from. But logically, this is what we think is better. Right. And you know? which, in this particular case, I 100% agree yeah. with where he's coming from. Because, you know, his the main argument that he's making is that if we're being sold the idea that people who go to college are going to end up getting better jobs yeah and make more money than people who are not going to college then how is it fair that the people who are not going to college through being taxed have to pay for the people that are going to college through you know uh, because it's free college so through their taxes they have to pay for it yeah and i think essentially what the left wants or what they're trying to create is this situation where everybody ends up going to college whether it's lucrative or not it's something where it's not to be questioned because you're going to have to end up paying for it anyway so if you're going to have to end up paying for it anyway through your tax dollars you might as well go and like get that free ride if you will air quotations because it's not free other people are paying for it but then what does that do? That That's that many more years where you're not in the workforce, that many more years where you're potentially indoctrinated, that many more years where you're sort of drinking the, the, the intelligentsia Kool-Aid yeah. as opposed to once you get to the workforce. And, and you and I have seen this through people we know. You realize quickly that once motherfuckers get that mortgage, that car note, and they're in the workforce, all that leftism shit, it goes out the window pretty quick. Oh, we, hell yeah. We, we've had friends that were, you know, so pro-Obama at a time where it was like, well, <laughs> oh, well, I don't have kids. I don't have a family. I don't have a house. But now you have all of that stuff, and you see what's getting deducted from your paycheck, and you yeah. see your property taxes go up, and you see how expensive it is <laughs> to, like, raise your children and all that, and it's just like, oh, hold up, like... Damn. What is this wild ass? Right, shit but happening? why and, and and I guess that's one of the purposes of what we do is more or less to like help people avoid that. Like you don't have to go through, you know, certain hardships yeah. before you realize, you know, what is. And I think 
with Bill Maher's monologue recently on his show, Real Time with Bill Maher, it's so awesome, like the way that he shows what college has become. And it's like a party. It's a, it's, yeah. oh, you know, what, how he, he, what was he saying? Yeah. It was like, oh, well, there's a, lazy you know, colleges have lazy rivers and, you know, they, you know, the average student only studies about five hours a week. And that one celebrity's daughter that was caught up in that that uh, college scandal yeah. was like, oh well, it's just I don't want to miss the partying and and and, and stuff like stuff that. It's like, fun well, times. what does that have to do with with college and, yeah. and and gaining intelligence and academia? And needless to say, and and very well said, Bill Maher said, I'm not fucking paying for that. Yeah. Like I'm not paying. For you to go somewhere and be catered to, you know what know. I'm saying, and and like be treated like you're some sort of customer. Yeah. And then my taxes go up, and for what? Because at the end of the day, people are delving into career paths that are not even. And he addresses that also, delving into career paths that are not even lucrative. Yeah, yeah. Do you go to Subway and pick a disgusting fucking sandwich, or do you pick what you want? And all right, this is what I want. This is what I. And, and then you buy it, and then you get what you paid for. And you're like, oh, wow, this is a good sandwich. Maybe you ought to treat school that way. Oh, what job is going to be high demand now till, like, I'm fucking old as shit? And how much does it cost? And is that cost worth the investment? It's not that, it's not that hard to think like that and then go from there. Because, yeah, there there's... Um, a degree that you get right might not be your passion or dream job but that job pays well enough and is at a good price the degree is at a good price then you get into the field you get financially uh you know better in in in, in for lack of better terms like you, you you're doing you're doing really good right um then from there now that you're financially more stable than you were because obviously when you're young you're not going to be financially stable you're, you're you can now make decisions based off of okay well now i can focus on this oh now that i've done this now that i've uh kind, kind of gotten everything balanced maybe i can go in and get this degree or i can start a business or i can i can expand on on this and to me that's where like this whole like follow your passion shit gets thrown out the window because like we can't all follow our passion and that's not to say that's not to, to be a negative nancy it's just that's the way of the world like you have to and, and it's funny that we were talking about this because that was literally our first episode for this podcast or it was it our first or like second it was episode. like first or second episode yeah and we talked about that should you follow your passion no you you should be smart and and you should be passionate about being better off and making good sound decisions and and if you are if you do want to follow your passion you do it when you're in a position where you're able to yes because that's yeah. that's the difference is like if you look at how we've operated and a lot of people be like oh well that's hypocritical for you guys to say because you guys do it it's like yeah but also what did it take to be able to do that that's the key you yeah. know what i'm saying and so sometimes 
initially your passion is not lucrative like initially your passion does not generate income or anything so sometimes you have to do things and operate in a way where other things generate what you need to to keep moving but you always have in a sense like what you're building in the back of your mind yeah the problem is that we live in a time where too much now everything is is about like well what is being provided for me so as we just seen and you know we'll kind of get into it with the next topic but it's like oh well things are bad provide rental assistance things are bad provide money because i'm out of work things are bad college should be paid for it's just it's so number one nobody is really building anything that's number one number two it's like you start to lose this sense of as a society you start to lose the sense of planning because no. it's just like well fuck like i i've i haven't needed to plan because every step of the way like there's like some sort of safety net there yeah. for me as opposed to when you plan in a way where there yeah. is no safety net you you operate a lot differently like for instance yeah there's times where even to this day, even though like I, I'm doing well and you know doing well for myself and and everything like that, even to this day, like when I make like a purchase on my credit card yeah. or something like that, or where like, I use a certain amount of credit, like I'm still like I always think two and three times about it because I don't rely like there's no safety net. Like to me, yeah. it's just like all right, well, I I know I have the money for it, but. What if something happens or, or whatever the case, like, you yeah, know, yeah. you think like that. And that's a good way of thinking because that's that's what's required to build anything in life is yeah. to be able to sort of, in a way, problem solve before the problems occur. But that's what the government is doing. They're stepping in and they're taking their, well, they're, they're at least they're attempting to take over the role as the problem solver when which the problem solver should always be the individual themselves. Yeah, and, and and I mean, and also ask, why are things this bad? Why do people need for this stuff to get paid for? You know, like, we always think about, oh, we're here now. But why, though? Why do we, you, we get here, right? It's easy for you, like, to start your night <laughs> with your friends at a bar, and then you end up in cuffs in the back of a police. How did you get here? That's what I. That's what I would probably ask one of my friends. If, well, if, white supremacy, yeah. obviously. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking white supremacy. <laughs> they're, they're, they know no bounds. But yeah, it's like, well, how'd you get there? There, there's always going to be a why. There's going to be the steps, right? And okay, you're in back of the fucking police car now, so this, we have to deal with it. But that's your problem, and those are your decisions. So now, how do we avoid this in the future, right? And I think that that's the the key thing is like being able to you protest think critically. white supremacy, <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that's the logic that's being sold to people. Yeah, it's like how do you avoid? Like, I fault. have I have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt. How do we avoid this? Oh, I protest the system. No, it's you stop listening to bogus ass teachers and bogus ass school counselors yeah. and bogus ass parents for that matter. 
that are selling you this pipe dream without actually analyzing, okay, the people that have taken this route, how many of them are happy? How many of them are in good position? Because that part, really, you don't need to be that smart to be able to do, like to be able to look at like, all right, how many people in this realm are like what I want to be? Yeah. That's one thing I would say if like, I had a superpower, I would probably say that that is my superpower in life, is that no matter what situation that I've been in since the age of very, very little, very young, I would look at my surroundings and I would always look at like the people, and not in a judgmental way, but in a little bit of a critical way, and I would be like, well, do I want to end up like this person? Yeah. If the answer is no, then I am going to take whatever you say with definitely a grain of salt if I don't just totally disregard it. Yeah. And that's why, like, growing up, I remember, like, my mom, like, sometimes she would kind of, uh, kind of, in a way, tell me that, like, I was, I would, like, disregard people. Like, I was, like, very nonchalant of what a lot of people would say. Yeah. And that's because, well, it's like, this person, I don't particularly care like what they have to say because they're not like somebody that I aspire to be like. So it's like, you know, as a kid, it's kind of like people uh, look at that like you have like an attitude problem or something, but it's more of a, well, I'm analyzing this and it's like, well, this is not what I, like I think, and and what I think would work for me and, and, and what's funny about it is it's not always like a success thing. It's you 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 compartmentalize the certain aspects. Like for instance, I had an uncle, he died, uh, uh, rest in peace. But what was badass about him is like, even though like he wasn't like, he didn't have the most money and or anything like that and didn't like necessarily live the most healthy lifestyle. He was always like super happy. Like he was always like happy and fun loving. Yeah. And like what I learned from him was like one aspect that I definitely took from him is like, well, don't take life so serious. Like sometimes yeah, it's yeah. kind of badass to joke. And like yeah. he was the uncle that would like, you know, like his sisters, he would call them bitches. And like he would just be like, <laughs> and it was just kind of like, like just like a what a misogynist, like a like a very like kind of uh, uh, fun kind of like out there outlandish type of personality. Yeah. And it was badass. And he told me like a lot of like interesting stories about like his job and, and yeah. stuff like that. So it was like cool because I could tell that he was a guy that sort of he appreciated life for what it was. Oh. And he was the guy that like I could tell he always found like the redeeming quality in people. Like, yeah. oh well, that person is badass because it is. We could be from totally different worlds, but I like him for this reason. Yeah. And so that was like a cool thing to pick up from him. But that was that. Now, when it comes to like other things, I picked up things from my mom. I picked up things from my dad. I picked up things from my grandfather, like stuff like that. It's all tools. Yeah, exactly. And you put them in your toolbox and you 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 keep it moving. But the thing is, what teachers and counselors like yeah. sell you or, 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 or display to you yeah. is the route to success and a happy life. But if you yourself are not successful and are not happy, then you're probably not the person I should listen to about this. Like, for instance, every time like uh, every time I listen to like a guy like Kanye West, like especially the the most 
recent thing I could think of is like when I saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast, which was like an epic ass episode, mind you. But when I saw him on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was talking about creativity, like I found that inspiring because that's a guy that I would listen to about creativity. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's a guy I would listen to about business. Yeah. When I see, you know, a guy like Crowder comment and analyze politics, that's a guy I would listen to about that. Yeah. Perfect so, example, Ben, Ben Shapiro. How we're like, oh, wow, he has very good political points. And then we've said also, music and movies, don't fucking listen to that guy. He it, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Perfect example of yeah. us being able to compartmentalize a person for their greatness and also for their weakness. Like, all right, this is not something I'll listen to him about. I might hear him out, but yeah, when dude said that The Departed was garbage, I was like, dude, you need to get shot immediately. Wild, yeah. wild. Is, that, that's, that's so, like... I forgot he said that, but <laughs> yeah. that that's some fucking bonkers ass shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that's exactly my point is um you need to be able to do that. And I don't think you need to be that smart to be able to do that. Yeah. But the other side of it, the flip side of it, is that it has become the much easier route. Like, let's be real. Like, people be like, oh, I went to school and I studied and this and that. Yeah, but as, a, the, as yeah. the statistics were just stated, only, o- only five hours a week of studying is really getting done. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of drinking. There's a lot of partying. And, like, I'm not knocking you for it. Like, if you can afford that and, like, get away with it or, you know, your parents are well off or whatever your circumstance is. Yeah. Like, you could afford to do all that. Well, like, do it. Like, I'm not not knocking you at all. My whole thing is, like, I'm not trying to hear you complain about, well, how much it costs later on. And then especially if you're going to complain about it, that's where the buck stops for me. I'm not trying to have you talk about some, I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to each your own. Do do what you do. But always remember, like I said, when it comes to it, like you have to make conscious decisions of the degree you're getting and is if th- that will benefit you, right? You go to nursing school or you or or, or you go to uh, engineering school. You know, oh yeah, I think I think that's ideal if you want to make some some good money and also have upward mobility mm-hmm. in those fields. And get serious about it and you know what's funny about those degrees is like you have to like disappear for like two years and not have a social life so fuck all this partying fuck all like no we need to figure out like like algorithms for these machines like to to be able to do this okay what happens with this how much chemical of this you need for this for for this for chemical engineering or for nursing you need to know the the human anatomy you need to know about certain things because you have people's lives that you have to like worry about so yeah it takes a lot of studying and like you won't have a social life and it's worth it and it's not super expensive either it's, yeah. it's like it's a good it's a good it has a good price point for what you're getting for, for that right and it's like, okay well if you're doing that that's badass then then school ain't for fools but if you're going to school and your main priority is party if, you, if your main priority is uh i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'll just get whatever degree i'm sure i'll be fine Ugh. 
Oh, I don't that's know if that's going to work. It, that, it, I mean, you could do that, but it's like that's very expensive. Yeah. That's a very expensive route yeah. to take for that. Yeah, just and come, come with us to fucking Wrigley. You don't right. have to pay a tuition to go to Wrigley if you want to party. Right. You know, or Wicker Park or Logan Square. Like, there's other places you could go party. There's nice little bars, uh, lounges, clubs, and you don't have to pay a tuition. That, that means nothing, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so that that to me is, is uh, the, the thing I think that we're talking about is, like, how is that a, per- a, a person who has nothing to do's problem at the end of the day? And the fact that in 2021, this is actually a, a hot topic of discussion. Like, oh, we need our, our shit paid. No, you don't. Pay it yourself. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's just not that hard. It, it's, But that's why, like, I think also Sorry, mental... I can't do that right now. I, I think mental health... Sorry, what's to you? <laughs> I, I think mental health has become, like, such a hot-button topic as of recent. No. Because... You imagine the strain that that puts on somebody like, you know, like, thankfully, and and we're blessed that like, we don't have that because like of our financial decisions, like we've been able to like alleviate certain stress that a, a lot of people deal with, especially for our age group, yeah. I would say. But you think about the strain that that puts on a person. It's like, man, I literally have the amount of debt that I would have if I owned a house, but yet like it provides me nothing. Like whereas yeah. like a house provides shelter and like comfort and, and just like a place to be and equity and, and everything like that. I literally have that amount that I owe, yeah. but but like getting nothing for it. And yeah, you feel for the person. It's like, man, like that is rough. Like like I do I do a hundred percent feel for you because it's like this shit ain't like making any money you know and this is just like out of the gate but the thing about it is is like it does start to like it lends to reason why you start to see like all of this these issues of like depression and anxiety and everything like that and it's it's because well Like look at the 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 strain that people are on there and that's like out of the gate. Like that's like starting your adult life. Yeah. You're you're dealing with all of that stuff. And the other day I posted something uh from uh Life Math Money and uh it got some reaction and, and I, I found it interesting. And to an extent I agree with what he's saying. He said s- simply put, depression is a luxury. And if you think about that in a way, it is to an extent because like the mental health issues that people are dealing with when they deal with that type of strain, I feel like a lot of times they're not taking into account, well, yes, like you have this issue and it is a little bit of a luxury because you essentially like didn't pay the cost not to have this issue and i'll give you an example like like we live in a time where a lot of people have anxiety a lot of people and like that's why anxiety and and anti anxiety meds and anti-depression medication is like so so lucrative and it makes so much money so 
you look at what those things are and those things are typically like they stem from like not being able to control a certain aspect of your life yeah so in today's day and age that's financial that's weight that's that's relationship stuff there's all these different aspects of life social social uh, yeah. absolutely so then but then you look at well we're millennials and like we grew up at a time we didn't grow up like that but we grew up at a time where like children started to become more and more sheltered yeah so right there like you have something like that all that sheltering all that safe space all those safe places that you were in that was your luxury like you kind of had the luxury to not deal with certain things but at the same time of not dealing with certain things you didn't learn how to deal with people you didn't know how to interact you didn't know how to problem solve and so yeah. that's why a guy like life math money says that depression is a luxury because yeah. it's like well the reason that you feel this way and you feel so out of like that you can't control the circumstance yeah. is because the circumstance has been controlled for you for so long. Yeah. Whereas the pe you see people like, like a guy like Trump. Let's put that's a perfect example. A guy like Trump. Yeah, I'm sure Trump has felt depressed in his life, but I don't think Trump has ever suffered from depression. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that you have to embrace those feelings too. Like, a hundred percent. Like, like. There's They're natural no, feeling. Yeah. It's a natural course of life. So there's no fighting it. It's just looking inward. Why do I feel this way? What can I do? Um, where does it stem from? And a pill can't have those answers. And 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 I because I, I I don't even like I'm not even trying to get into like the topic of like pills and stuff because we could be on that all oh, day. Yeah. My my whole thing is that the earlier you experience certain depressions if you will the more you operate in a way where you avoid things that will create the pitfalls that'll make you feel that way yeah so that's again why life math money says that it's a luxury because it's like well you've gone this far without avoiding you so now like you're in this pit but it had you dealt with it and given yourself the tools to deal with it maybe you would not feel it or not yeah. not feel it to this extent and so that's why it's so important to really analyze and break down what it is that bill maher is saying because like what he is saying is like this this route that you're taking Number one, we see that it's not worth it, but coupled with the idea that like now you're you're rallying for people to pay for it. Yeah. And all for what? For you to like end up in a situation that is like not good to begin with. So like how yeah. selfish is that? That like not only do you want people to pay for it, but like you're not even doing the due diligence of realizing if it's worth it or not because because of how catering the world has been to you yeah 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 and i think that's the problem with modern society is we and and i think we've expressed this before in in past episodes and actually that 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 tweet that life math money tweeted is basically in line with that is uh part of having things come so easy and part of living in this modern world is like 
not having to worry about so many things. So we're kind of wired in a way where we have to worry about things, right? We have to have that challenge. And when there is no challenge, you start, you start over amplifying certain, certain things that maybe are not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And I think right now it's like, like, like we're all like robots, like we're made in a factory and we're hitting these levels where like never before we've seen like these levels like oh wow i don't this robot doesn't have to sweep anymore this robot doesn't have to do this anymore this robot doesn't have to hunt anymore this robot doesn't have to yeah just like you know this is modern day 2021 and it's like like a fucking like a glitch now it's like oh shit and i think that that's what's happening to certain people is they don't know how to take those that energy and make it into a positive or embrace the energy and be like oh okay let me retrace my steps. Let me try and understand this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like w- with us, I think partly because of where we grew up, and, I, and what I mean by us, I mean like you you and me, uh, for the f- people who are listening, um, I think it's easier mentally to start low and go high. I think when you're already high, like, and what I mean by that is by maybe like class and, and finances, it's a little bit more, it kind of reminds me of like the whole theory uh, of relativity. Like, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like, when it comes to coping, I feel like now, just because you're in a, a kid in an upper class household doesn't mean that whatever you're going through is less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's relative. It's relative to wherever to you're, where at. you're at. Yeah. And you're gonna feel certain different pressures. I'm. I'm. We're not gonna feel the same pressures that our parents felt. My, my fucking mom and dad had a pot, a pan, and a fucking cover, mm-hmm. and they had me. So I never had that problem. I've never had that problem. I never had a pot and a pan. Like that was just not. It wasn't that bad. So okay, we 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 moved up. But there's certain pressures that my dad is just not going to understand. And my mom, are, she's not going to understand that I'm going through. Because it's like a passing of the torch, right? You got to this point. I'm grabbing the torch. Now I have a new set of issues that I have. I can't say, oh, my problems are more important than yours. And they can't say their mental problems are more important than mine either. Right. It's it's relative. And I think that, that that's well, where... I, I agree with that for the most part, but like where where I veer off with that is that this idea that, well, how much of those problems were caused by your own doing or your lack of due diligence? So like, for instance, with this whole college thing, it's like, it's like, yeah, I feel for you in the sense if you have like $150,000 in student loan debt and like you have a worthless ass degree, but... And I acknowledge that that is a problem, but I also acknowledge that like this is a problem like of your own creation, yeah, your own yes. doing. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Versus like with whatever, like you, like what you were just talking about with like with your parents, and then like then with the things that you've experienced. Those are things that are part of like the natural course of life, or part of progress and elevating yourself. Yeah. My thing is like this hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. Yeah, you probably did it in the name of elevating yourself, but like you didn't do your due diligence to realize that like it would not elevate you anywhere because it was a worthless degree. Yeah. That's where it's like 
even up to that point, I could like rock with you where I can't rock with you and where like we totally veer off with those people is like when it comes to, oh, well, you want somebody to pay for it. Yeah, because it's it, it's a lack, at that point, it's a lack of a virtuous philosophy. It's like, oh, I'll make a mess and now I'll make them clean it. Well, that's not that's not right, first of all, because anyone can have any moral scope. And I think that the way you look at life should be from a virtuous standpoint. Okay, look, what's right and what's wrong and why is it right and why is it wrong? Because I could sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I like to fucking murder people. I do it. It makes me happy. That's my, like, part of my morality. It, it works. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not a good thing, though. Right. Like, just murdering people. So, at that point, that gets addressed from the perspective of what's really right and what's really wrong. And how it affects others. And how it affects others because it's like, well, okay, like, just because you feel good about it doesn't mean that you're doing, like, what about the people that are affected by this? And so, to me, that's where um, you have to be virtuous about this shit. And to me, it's not virtuous for you to tell someone, oh, deal with my problems forcefully. Yeah, forcefully. Because I'm not smart. No, smarten up. It's not. It's not that hard. It's smarten up. Because if we were in, 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 in the fucking jungle, lions ain't gonna stop trying to. You know, like all these animals and all these uh things that can happen to you. It's not just gonna stop for you. Oh, you know what? You know, poor, poor Rick, poor RX Phonics. Oh, you can't run fast enough. Yeah. So we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna chase you because, because you, you, it's not fair. No, yeah, we, it's we not were looking like at the intersectionality chart, and you kind of hit a lot of good points and you know for that we're not going to run as fast for you right but if you were white middle-aged and were a man then we would go full force but the thing is like no you're latino from the south side of chicago yeah so imagine that would be a that would be a funny sketch too like a like like uh like inter intersectionality nature yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it would <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we gotta get back on that shit. We'll, we'll get canceled like first week. But uh, but yeah, and so all of that, it definitely is valid, and it it matters when it comes to that aspect of of college. And when you have guys that are on the left, you know that the situation is getting outrageous. When you got a guy like Bill Maher talking about like, chill the fuck out. I'm not paying for this bullshit. Nobody else wants to pay for it. On top of the fact that, aside from everything that we just mentioned, like all the valid reasons why it's not good to do, the morality, the the irresponsibility, the selfishness, everything like that. Like in this time of, of which we covered this some weeks ago, but in this time of hyperinflation, I'm definitely not trying to hear you talk about some, oh, free college, pay for my college. Yeah. Get the fuck on with all that. Like, that's why you think about this shit way beforehand. So when you get to this place that we're at now, you you're you're like, oh, well, I I see I see why because yes, there are such things as rainy days. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of nice to have uh, Bill Maher address it and him be on the left. So kind of segueing into the next topic, um, I think. An aspect of what we're discussing ties into the next topic. So uh, Axios puts out an article 
titled The Great Resignation. And it talks about how upwards of 40% of workers are thinking about quitting their jobs. You sent me this article earlier. I read it. It's not a very long article, but it is interesting. Um, And the reason they give for it is that in the time of of COVID and people being off of work and everything like that, they've sort of realized their work-life balance, right? And it's made people want to work less or not work at all. And the reason why I feel like that ties into what we were just talking about, I think it ties into the philosophical aspect of things because I think things have become so comfortable where now even work is becoming a thing of like, oh, well, why do I have to do it? Why can't like the money just be provided for me? So to speak. And Axios doesn't really delve into that because they are kind of left wing. So I don't think they're going to really talk about like UBI, universal basic income or, you know, checks being cut to people. Yeah. But it does become a thing where if you're like, fuck, if a bunch of us don't work and we got to live and the government is always going to fold to our every fucking whim. Yeah. Well, then why do I have to work when shit? Some people were actually making more money being out of work than they were while they were working. Yeah. And and them calling it the great resignation. It's like, well, you're thinking of it from the perspective of the power goes to the worker. And maybe, maybe it does with this type of government, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe corporate America smartens up and says, oh, you don't want to work. Okay. We'll use robots. And we'll use automation. Yeah, you don't have to work. We don't have to pay you. Don't yeah. worry about it. And that's another... We're, we're going to AI the fuck out of everything. Yeah, and, and that's another angle. Like, okay, so you think... And I understand that um, it's also good to advance and make things more efficient. I'm all for that. Like, right? Less paper. Let's let's do everything digital. Let's, uh, or even in, in that article, they talked about how certain people, they had a certain job... And, and being away for it from it for so long, they found like, damn, you know what? Like, I've had more time to to want to start a landscaping business, and I'm actually pretty happy doing that. And that's badass. Like, you but that's but that's more work. Yeah, you know that yeah. or a different type of work. We're yeah. not talking about those people. We're yeah. talking about people that don't want to work. Yeah, they just want to stay home. And it's like, well, will that work for the company? Will that be efficient? That's the question. Because if it can be. Yeah, because I'm all for the idea of like, oh, well, in this time off that I've had, I've discovered something that works for me, is lucrative, and I like, oh, I'm all for that. Like, live it up, do your Mm -hmm. thing. But no, we're talking about motherfuckers that are just, no, I don't want to work. Yeah. And then you add what we've been talking about with the Biden administration. You make it very easy for people to be like, well, I could just make this quick 35 a year, you know? Yep. I don't think that a thir- thirty-five thousand in this day and age is going to get you anywhere, especially with this type of inflation. But, but but maybe not because if if your if your rent is or mortgage is paid for or the or their or banks can't foreclose because there's eviction moratoriums, that thirty-five goes a lot lot goes a lot further if you don't got to pay. You're right. Yeah, and, and these are like the trickle down things that happen when <laughs> you over. 
I don't even know want to say overcompensate. You exacerbate something that wasn't. Um, I don't want to say it wasn't a pandemic. It was a pandemic, but it wasn't what you were you sold it as. Yeah, is these things that get pushed and these policies that get pushed and the world changing because of it. You know, let's not forget we've covered the Great Reset. You yes. know, that's something that's in the background. What is that? Well, yeah. what's the what's what every country wants to be part of the Great Reset? You know, uh, uh, equity and equality and all this BS. It's like, well, to me, the energy's already in the wrong place. Hundred percent. The energy should never be about oh, let's get these blacks and Latinos in the in and help them no help help yourself and are you efficient and does it and do you work with these companies and 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 do you can can you be a a productive member of society regardless of color you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so to me that that energy just shows you how inefficient government is your 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 job is not to rig it for anybody your no. job is to to make things efficient and to move the hell out of the way, but you'll never see that. And so with this, like this could cause a pretty bad recession because, like I said, and we've talked about. It, I remember when doing the episode on automation, how that could be the next like uh, revolution. Mm-hmm. And when when like the industrial revolution, when different revolutions happen, like people were displaced and and there was high unemployment because it was like, well, there's a new sh- new set of jobs that no one is really equipped or knows how to do so Mm -hmm. it's like oh now we're unemployed but then there's a new batch of people that are learning this and it's like well with automation there's really no not a new batch of people right you know it's like no we're being replaced now and and i didn't even think about the ubi until you mentioned it and then that's when ubi becomes kind of a thing because it's already been introduced it's already guys like fucking Mitt Romney have said, "Oh, if you have kids, they, yeah. they 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 play around with this whole UBI thing or the idea of it or in the realm of it." And it's like I don't know that that's the government's job. That's why certain people like Dinesh D'Souza have said that the whole pandemic and the way that the government has operated with it was almost like a test run of of Communism, socialism. Yeah. So, oh, all right, people, you stay at home, watch your little Netflix. Here's a check, you know, and you're good. And and now it seems like with this article, even though they're not swinging it in in this direction, but what I interpret is that people have gotten a taste of it, and now that people are starting to go back to work, they're not they're not feeling the whole work thing. Yeah. When you've been able to fucking survive a whole year. Yep. And and through survive a whole year and not through your own your own momentum because it's one thing to have survived a whole year based off of well because of my stock investments and my other investments and the money I have saved I've been able to keep me and my family afloat. Yeah. No, that's one thing. But no, this is just oh I didn't have anything saved. I was all fucked up in the streets, but the government cut me a check every. I don't even know how, how often were people getting cut a check every two weeks or every month. Shit, I don't. Oh, I think it was every month. I don't know, but but whatever the fuck it was, is oh well. And, and let's not kid ourselves either. Like we're broker now than we were before. Just a simple a simple gesture as to go get tacos is more money now. You get the same tacos, 
for more money. Yeah. Well, may, maybe maybe not because we invest. So no, 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 no. I'm not saying uh, like you. And me. I'm saying in general, like society, like uh, due uh, to inflate, due to the high levels of inflation, most people they're they're feeling it. You're yeah. feeling it. No, because I was gonna say yeah. even us. Like I don't know if our investments, because though, because we're in hyperinflation. So I'm pretty sure like this year our. Investments have not hedged against the hyperinflation because yeah. that's hard. I think everybody goes down in hyperinflation, even yeah. like the top dogs. But you're still better off than like the average Joe who yes. doesn't do anything with their money. Yeah, and it's like, you know, let's like we said, no more mean tweets, but yeah, more, more uh, like, God damn, gas, Jesus. It's all fucked up. You know, oh, oh, I mean, People like to go out to eat. Well, maybe not. Maybe not right now. Yeah. Oh, I gotta buy lumber to do something. Oh, uh, this project I was gonna do—it's really a lot more expensive. So, are we really better off for all the the the, the government assistance or and, and help and you stay at home, or are we poorer? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. No, but people don't understand that. They don't realize that. And and, and it's and, not until it's too late. Yeah, and to me, that's where like the—I mean, this is not even like some science like this is basic economics like you don't you could teach a kindergartner this shit like oh yeah if this happens this happens the demand like you could teach a kindergartner this basic uh, stuff that we're talking about right now and the kindergartner will be oh yeah all right well we're not gonna do that so we have adults here yeah in an economy that don't really know these concepts or care to think about these things yeah and, and also another thing that 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 article was saying, like, uh, oh well, people uh, realize the work-life balance, and you know, it's more time with friends and family. You know, it's more important. I feel like I don't come across a lot of people that sort of jettison all that stuff. Like, for instance. You know, it, it's getting nice out and stuff. And obviously, like, when it gets nicer out and, like, now, like, the the whole pandemic guidelines and everything is uh, are dissipating miraculously somehow. It's I guess it's too hot for COVID. Like, he doesn't like to come out <laughs> when it's hot or I, I don't know. Um, but as all of that has been happening you see like on social media and stuff like people you know they're going out and they're having little barbecues with their friends and family and and like doing all these different things and stuff and like it's funny because like i've always gotten and i don't know why this is like i guess like i'm just built like that like i've always gotten a kick out of like putting in work when like everybody like I look and like see everybody like partying and shit. Yeah. Like I like to me like I don't feel like I'm missing out. I feel like oh like I feel good that I'm yeah, like yeah. either like working or preparing for work. It's almost like, well, the reason that I'm where I'm at is because like I'm willing to do what I'm willing to do when others are not willing to do it. Yeah. And when I heard when I read that line in the Axios article about like work life balance. It made me remember that, like, for as far back as I can remember, and for every almost everybody that like I I look up to and admire, no. their work life balance is always out of whack. Like, I am sure that like a Kanye West spends way more time working than he does like 
with his family. I'm yeah. sure Trump spends way more time, or at least did, you know, now he's out of office. Well, I know he spent more, way more time working than he did with his yes. family. Like, like, it's, and, and that's kind of like a badass thing. And like, the world needs people like that. Yeah. And it's like, not, the world yeah. needs that brain surgeon or that heart surgeon when fucking everybody's at home on Christmas Eve drinking cocoa, about to open presents. Yeah. The motherfucker that's like, oh shit, this person just had a heart attack. I'm in the mix fucking cutting them open, saving their lives yeah. while everybody is fucking waiting to see if they got the PS5. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and to me, it goes back to uh, what we were talking about earlier, like the toolbox, right? You get all these toolbox... You get all these tools in life. You get, you learn from people. You learn... And then as you, as you gather all that, you see like, damn, man, I got a pretty nice set of tools. And I think the the... I think this is where people differ is like some people will be like, all right, well, these are the tools and I'm cool with that. But like, I don't really want to go out there and use these tools unless I like absolutely have to. Right. And then there's the people that will be like, oh, yeah, oh, I have these tools. I don't know how the fuck this tool works. I remember like kind of, but like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go jump into these situations now. And, and, and it's based off of fear, I feel like. I feel people that want to grow put themselves in uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable moments, and it's like, well, I think society almost to the point where they like seek the discomfort. Yeah, and then the discomfort becomes like the only thing that's comfortable. Yes, but society frowns upon that type of behavior when in in, in actuality we should champion it or at least accept. Oh, this person, let them do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because. I'm not saying if you have the the set of tools and you're like, oh well, I don't, I'm cool here. That's fine. if you're cool here and if you can find happiness. I who am I to tell anybody what makes them happy? But what I'm saying is like, I feel now, it, and now it's been for a while now, but like for most of our adult life, it's like anyone that that goes above and beyond and tries to push themselves, they're looked at like, oh well, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, you have more? You think you're better? I said, what? No, no one's saying that. Just these people are efficient people. Let's like let them do their thing. This is good. There's a lot of people probably thinking, oh, Elon Musk, fuck Elon Musk. Why? Oh, because he's worth a lot. Yes, but he also... Rich billionaire that thinks he can say whatever he wants to say whenever he wants to say it. Think that his money... uh, uh, could could allow him to just do and say whatever he wants. It's like, well, well, that's how you're looking at it. Uh-oh. How do you know that like this dude would not do and say whatever he wants, even if he's like the brokest dude in the world? Yeah. How do you know that's just not a personality trait? Yeah, and not only that, but like, at what point do you just not? At what point do you stop giving a fuck about who's next to you and how they live their life? Because like, I don't give a fuck about like. Like I said, who am I to say what makes you happy? But this is what I want to do. Well, but and that's the issue when it comes to like the socialist movement, and and we've kind of delved into that before, is that it really is all rooted in envy. That's yeah. really what it all boils down to. The socialist movement and a lot of identity politics, like the oh white supremacy and all of this and all of that, or male privilege, just identity politics and intersectionality. A lot of that nonsense is all rooted in envy. An example is like people right away, they'll be like, oh, uh, 
uh, they throw out white people a lot when it comes to like issues of like money or or the financial system, right? It's like, oh well, fucking this bank. Like I remember, was it last year where like people wanted to protest Chase because they weren't only a certain amount of their loans in Chicago were going to black people, and I remember when I was having a debate about that particular topic with some people, I asked, I was like, well, do you 100% know for a fact unequivocally that it's black people or just that these particular people were not maybe qualified for this bank? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's all oh, because, you know, people get taken back by that, but the idea is this, like, I don't know what world that they grew up in, but I've grown up and I've seen in my world a lot of white people that are fucked up, like money-wise. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like, I'm pretty sure just because this person is white, if they went to get a loan, they would not get a loan just like this black person that you're referring to. Yeah. But you're looking at it as, oh, it's a race thing, but it could just be like a certain qualification thing. And then if then the argument really falls flat on its face, when you look at how Indian people, Asian people, certain African people are doing way better than even white people. Yeah. So then you really is like, well, okay, so where does the the white supremacy start and where does it end? Because it clearly doesn't start at the top because you got the Asians, Indians, and Africans. So yeah. so it's pretty much it's pretty much yellow brown and black What's he? and then so then does it go to white then but then where does it stop does it stop at brown again like yeah how does this work see what you don't understand is you're talking all this logic but you're a bigot and a homophobe so apparently. your argument is wrong uh, apparently so just stop like you're a bigot you should block me <laughs> yeah i'm canceling you i'm blocking you but 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 that's what <laughs> that's what i'm saying and so like you get you get into this place where it's like is maybe it's maybe you're maybe you're envious like are you envious of something you know because you keep bringing these people up like if you as if as if they have something you don't yeah. or they have something you can't achieve and then you're like oh well it's the system that they created well clearly the system works because there's people in their system that are doing better than even then yeah. so now what's your excuse and and you have that when it comes to like the, the the racial aspect of it, and then obviously when it comes to the financial aspect of it, it's it's that's you know clear envy because it's oh this person can travel more, this yeah. person can dress a certain way, this person can do certain things, and it's just like where you don't even have to bat an eye. Yeah. But you know, at a certain point, you have to consider, and then again, this is where everything that we've talked about culminates you have to consider well how much work did this person put in to yeah. be able to do this like like uh uh us and our friends were thinking about taking a, a little trip soon nothing nothing major or anything like that but it's definitely something that a lot of people just can't up and do yeah 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 but how many people that would be envious of such a thing how many people are are gonna be like oh well damn these guys fucking how many hours did they work 16 hour shifts how yeah. many hours did these guys uh how, how much money did they invest how much 
time and, and money did they sacrifice to make their investments? And like nobody's gonna consider that. Yeah. And so before you're cl you even stop to be envious, you would want to consider that. Yeah. And that's why I feel like we don't look at things in in such a scope because we understand that in more cases than not, for a person to be in the circumstance that they're in, some degree of work was required. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, as before we close out the episode, um, what what sort of inspired this next topic was two things. One, um, I, I read an article recently about how the Pulitzers gave a special award to a girl named Darnella Frazier. She's the one who filmed George Floyd's uh, yeah the murder. Yeah. Um, I mean. Technically, yeah, because he was convicted of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, I think murder should be in air quotations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she, she filmed George Floyd's murder, and I, I looked at that, and then you know the Pulitzers, the the winners were recently announced, and recently Tucker Carlson had a monologue in which he completely dismantles and destroys Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. The way no media outlet has done yeah. um, and the way no media outlet would dare to do. So with all that being said, I decided to like kind of bring up a few, th a few different um, awards that the Pulitzers give out and just like a quick little <laughs> back and forth. I If you can think of anything for within the last year that would be better than what won you know throw it out there and then we can um i think that would be a cool thing to do like going forward is like you know whenever we talk about a certain story or 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 a certain video or, or a certain work of journalism we could kind of categorize it and then maybe like at the end of the year when the pulitzer prizes come out we do our own like awards based off of those particular categories so for breaking news, um, the staff of the Star Tribune of Minneapolis, I'm sure Minneapolis, you already know what it is, okay. and it's for the coverage of the murder of George Floyd. That was for that was breaking news. Yeah. Investigative reporting. Uh, the Boston Globe won the Investigative Reporting Award for its extensive coverage of dangerous truck drivers. So never mind Crowder investigating <laughs> the election. Never mind. You know what and I'm saying? Finding out a lot of discrepancies. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Dangerous truck drivers yeah. hanging with apes in the streets, and the failure <laughs> and the failure of state governments to keep them off the road. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, but 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 is that is no? That, hey, we care about truck drivers and what they're fucking doing. 2020, that's the year of the truck driver, or 2021. Really. So uh, the Pulitzer Prize, come. this is for ex explanatory reporting. Now, explanatory reporting, I mean, we explain shit pretty good. Like, yeah. so I would give us probably, right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> we should get a nod. But, 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 but check this out. Explanatory reporting, the Pulitzer Prize committee honored a team of routers, uh, uh, reporters for their coverage of an arcane legal doctrine that shields police who use excessive force from persecution. Jesus. So that 
that is it, like it's all not- the things that that Tucker has explained, all the things that Tim Pool has explained. It's like that's what that's what gets it. So Veritas, so, some of the shit oh that- my god. Well, well, Project Veritas, like I would say that that's some shit for coming up later, but I, I totally forgot about that shit. <laughs> uh, local reporting: the committee recognized an expose of a powerful sheriff in Florida, Chris Nako, who harassed residents and used private child welfare records and academic grades to profile school tr- children as potential criminals. That's because they were no, local no. reporting. <laughs> I would say like our shit on Nimi's Deli. Oh hell yeah! Like, I mean the shit. What the shit was in a documentary. It made it to a fucking documentary. Yeah, so what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is our award? Okay, this this should be interesting. National reporting. A year-long investigation revealed a pattern of disturbing attacks by police canine units across the country. It's national, so Jesus. So nothing with like campaigns, nothing. Just oh, the 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 police dogs. Them motherfuckers are running rampant. Yeah, crazy as fuck. It's the shit that matters. International reporting using satellite imagery. The reporters revealed a vast infrastructure of prisons and mass internment camps secretly built by China to detain thousands of persecuted Muslim minorities. That's decent. That, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's Who decent. won that one? Uh, uh, Mekha, I'm going to destroy this name, Raj Gopalan, Allison Killing, and Christo Bushik of BuzzFeed News. BuzzFeed? Hmm. But, oh, yeah, that's the one I was telling you about. But that's actually a good report, though, so. BuzzFeed uh, News actually doing some shit, or what? Commentary for penetrating and historically... In- Penetrating the historically insightful columns that helped guide Richmond's process of dismantling monuments of Confederate leaders. So out of all the commentary that is out there, Tucker Carlson, because he's commentary, that is the best that you could come up with. Interesting. Nah, well, I'm out then. Uh, Criticism for unrelenting, relevant, and deeply engaged criticism with a set of essays that explored the intersection of race and pop culture with insight and urgency. Jesus. All left-wing ass shit. Yeah, no, it's like, it reminds me of when we were in college and we had to do this report on Roosevelt and how great he was. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Just to pass the test. You want to pass? Just uh, say some leftist shit and report on it and we'll give you an award. Yeah, I don't see anything else that, that would be good for Project Veritas, but definitely investigative. Hell yeah, investigative. Um, shit, Crowder, uh, as far as commentating, Ben Shapiro, shit, I'll give some of that shit to Bill Maher. He could be in the mix. Social commentary, yeah. 100%. Crowder, on that too. Uh, I, I, but... If you're right wing, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to pat yourself on the back, cause yeah. ain't no one gonna do it for you. Crazy. You ain't part of the club. So yeah, we should start an award for sure. Yeah, that that like would be- ne- like next year when we do this shit, we we actually have to have like a list. Oh, you know what? We didn't even think of. I mean, it, we we don't have like the the works compiled, but 
the the things that Big Vince has covered in his oh blog, yeah at XL like a lot of that type of stuff. It's like, granted, I understand the Pulitzers can't like monitor every blog and and podcast out there and stuff. Though the whole point about this is that, like, you see the bias and the agenda. Yeah, based off of like who's worthy of winning awards. Like, and who's not, not one of those topics was like a right wing direction type of thing no no really the only thing is the camps but it, i don't even know if that's really right wing yeah it's not really you know? right wing it's I neutral think, uh, yeah i think that's neutral 100 yeah. percent. it's just interesting yeah that should have said well that's our episode for this week thank you guys so much for listening the show continues to grow because you guys keep listening so keep on listening remember if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in please share it with them on all podcast platforms we'll see you guys next week we're out Peace. Peace.